welcome to this Touch podcast activity, which has been recorded for Touch Neurology. This podcast aims to provide clinical insights and practical guidance on migraine preventive therapy with anti-CGRP antibodies. This activity is funded by an independent medical education grant from Eli Lilly and Company Limited. This activity is provided by Touch IME. In this podcast, Professor Simona Sacco looks back over the topics addressed by this modular course, adding her perspectives and highlighting key content. She also provides insights into the latest real-world data on the burden of migraine and the use of anti-CGRP antibodies for migraine prevention. Hello everyone, I am uh, Simona Sacco, Professor of uh, Neurology at uh, the University of L'Aquila in Italy and uh, Second Vice President of uh, the European uh, Headache Federation and uh, I'm uh, pleased uh, to welcome you to this uh, final module of uh, the TOUCH Clinical Perspective uh, Activity. I hope you enjoyed the, the other modules of this activity. I really enjoyed them uh, a lot. And uh, I'm now uh, with you to briefly summarize what we have learned with this activity and also to provide um, a brief overview of some new uh, contents presented at the recent International Headache Conference and the contents recently published in the international journals. So let's start. Professor Sacco. What are your key takeaways from this Touch Clinical Perspectives activity? So, um, we had uh, several modules dealing with uh, different topics and with uh, different speakers. We learned from uh, Elena Ruiz de la Torres, patient representative, what does it mean to live with the migraine. Migraine is, uh, as you all know, a burdensome condition that can really impair the quality of life uh, of uh, patients. Uh, she gave uh, really good advices, suggesting to re refer to expert care, to refer to doctors who have knowledge of the migraine field, so to headache centers, because uh, it's very important to have a right diagnosis and uh, the right uh, treatment. And she also shared her uh, personal experience on how uh, new migraine treatments such as those acting on the CGRP can improve the quality of life and can be really a game changer, really a game changer in this field. Uh, then we had uh, uh, one other module uh, by Professor Shibata from uh, Japan. He shared uh, his personal experience uh, uh, using uh, monoclonal antibodies in uh, real life in Japan. This is really something important because uh, 
patients from Asia were less represented in clinical trials. Uh, Real-life data from Japan confirmed that monoclonal antibodies are effective in reducing monthly migraine days, but they also are very effective in improving quality of life and reducing disability. And the safety of the monoclonal antibodies is not different in Asian patients as compared to patients included in uh, randomized clinical trials or patients included in real-life studies performed in Europe or in the U.S. We uh, also had uh, a module from Professor Lamp uh, describing the European Headache Federation guidelines on the use of monoclonal antibodies for migraine prevention. And I really encourage you to read this paper and have a more in-depth look at the content. Uh, The document provides really valuable practical advice on how to use uh, uh, monoclonal antibodies in in daily clinical care in your headache centers. You will found, find advices on uh, duration of treatment, on the use of uh, concomitant treatments, on uh, contraindications, on uh, switching from one treatment to another, and uh, on the use uh, of monoclonal antibodies in patients who have medication overuse. So a really useful document to read. And lastly, we had the module by Dr. Parikh sharing again her experience on the use of monoclonal antibodies and focusing in particular on the features, on the characteristics to consider when selecting a preventive treatment for a patient who has migraine and who is in need of migraine prevention. She reminded us how it is important to have a look at the patient comorbidities because they can be really important to select the Uh, right treatment, especially when we consider conventional oral migraine preventive agents. She also um, suggested that it's important to uh, have a conversation with the the patient to understand also the special needs of each single patient and to discuss the schedule of the treatment and also potential side effects in order to select the best treatment for each patient. And a reminder from all the speakers in the different modules is on the migraine diary and on how much it is important to use a migraine diary in order to assess the real burden of the disease and to track the changes that occur after starting a migraine preventative. In the past few months, have there been any interesting updates to our understanding of anti-CGRP antibodies for migraine prevention in the real world? 
In the last uh, few months, uh, there were uh, a number of studies uh, published uh, giving us more insight on the use of monoclonal antibodies for migraine prevention. I'm, I've selected just uh, two of them that provide the information on two very important points. One is a, a study uh, performed in the UK and in Italy. We contributed to this study on uh, uh, switching from one monoclonal antibody to another one. Uh, patients uh, treated with erenumab, the monoclonal antibody targeting the CGRP receptor, and who uh, were not responders to erenumab, were switched to a different monoclonal antibody targeting the receptor. Uh, Results were interesting since the study showed that those patients who um, were no responders to the first monoclonal antibody uh, in one third of cases had a positive response to the second monoclonal antibodies uh, that um, with a slightly different mechanism of action. So the key messages that the switching may be an option for some patients. It's important to remind that this is um, observational data from real life, so we cannot exclude the placebo effect, we cannot exclude the spontaneous fluctuations of the disease, but nevertheless, switching may represent a successful option, at least for some patients. Uh, one other study, it's a, a multi-center study performed in Italy, including more than 200 patients. In Italy, per um, uh, regulation by our national agency, we are forced to pose the treatment with the monoclonal antibody, any monoclonal antibody, after one here. And uh, this study provided uh, data results on what happens to patients to stop the treatment and then resume the treatment uh, during the second year. And uh, very interesting, and uh, I would to say also very reassuring, this study confirmed that, that the monoclonal antibodies is effective even when resumed after a pause. And this is a very useful information from our clinical practice. What were the highlights from IHC 2023 regarding real-world use of anti-CGRP antibodies for migraine prevention? There were several papers, several abstracts uh, reporting findings from the CAMIO study. CAMIO is a really huge uh, study performed in the US, uh, uh, in Canada and uh, in uh, Europe, addressing the burden of uh, migraine in real life. And uh, the study uh, provides uh, figures that really represent uh, what uh, uh, does it mean for patients to have migraine. 
the stigma of the disease, the cognitive impairment, and the impact on the work and life. And I suggest to ever read to this study and to use them when talking with the stakeholders and when giving presentation to explain the burden of the disease. Uh, then um, one other very interesting study was uh, a very large study in nearly 5,000 5, uh, patients performed in Europe, a multicenter study addressing uh, efficacy and uh, tolerability of uh, monoclonal antibodies uh, after the six months uh, treatment. Uh, this study reported that uh, monoclonal antibodies are uh, highly effective. Uh, nearly 60% of patients uh, are uh, at least 50% responders. More than 25% of patients are at least 75 responders. And that the tolerability profile of those drug, drugs is really excellent. So in real life, the uh, efficacy and the tolerability of those drugs is confirmed and probably is um, even better than what is expected by looking only at randomized clinical trials. Uh, during the conference, uh, also data, uh, interesting data on antibodies which were presented. There was uh, an observational study performed in the UK observing what happens if patients uh, treated with erenumab, so a monoclonal antibody acting on the CGRP receptor, switch to a second antibody acting uh, on the uh, ligand, so on uh, CGRP itself. And uh, this study reported that uh, there was uh, an overall uh, responder rate of 58%. So switching from uh, one antibody acting on the receptor to uh, a second antibody acting on the ligand, it's uh, an option for uh, some patient. The same study, ex study explored also what happens um, when uh, in the non-responders uh, there was a switch to a third monoclonal antibody. So a monoclonal antibody again acting on the ligand. And in this case, there were no significant benefit. And so while switching between two monoclonal antibodies with a different mechanism of action seems an option, switching from two monoclonal antibodies with the same mechanism of action does not appear to be a good option. Again, those are observational studies and so prone to uh, some uh, bias and uh, that uh, are worth to be addressed in uh, randomized studies. What are the clinical implications of recent real-world data on anti-CGRP antibodies for migraine prevention? Real-world data on CGRP uh, monoclonal antibodies provide a strong support 
on uh, um, efficacy and the tolerability data from those drugs. Uh, in uh, randomized clinical trials, uh, patients uh, naive to treatment uh, or the, with a limited number of uh, treatment failures were included. In real-life uh, uh, settings, many patients receiving monoclonal antibodies have the difficult to treat the patients. So those patients who had failed uh, several, if not all, among the available preventive options. And uh, so uh, real-life data confirm that even in this difficult-to-treat population, monoclonal antibodies are really effective. One other data um, uh, that comes out from real-life data uh, studies is uh, treatment persistence. This was uh, really a big problem with the oral drugs because we knew we know very well that uh, a lot of patients uh, stopped the, the migraine preventive treatments because uh, poor tolerability or the efficacy this was was not uh, um, as high as uh, expected. This uh, does not really happen with the, those new drugs, and so the persistence uh, in the use and uh, the adherence to treatment is really one point of strength of those new drugs that uh, really ca comes out from observational data. Uh, observational data also shows that um, uh, use in the long term is uh, associated with the persistence in the effect, and this is also, again, uh, a novelty and uh, a big advantage of those new drugs, because with the, the oral agents we were used to see deterioration of response uh, over time. And uh, lastly, there are uh, observational data showing that the switching from one monoclonal antibody to another, especially when we switch from one mechanism of action to another one, is uh, a viable option for uh, some patients. Thank you, Professor Sacco, for sharing with us your overview, clinical updates and key takeaways from this Touch Clinical Perspectives activity. Thank you for listening to this Touch podcast. You can access more content on migraine and related topics on Touch Neurology at www.touchneurology.com.